Hey girl, hey! Welcome back to Dare Bow Believer Podcast. I am your host, Shelby. I am the writer behind Shelby.com. I am also the owner of Shelby Christian Stationery. And today I am here sharing with you this Monday's Big Bow Cup of Christ. So let's grab your Bible, get your hot cup of coffee or tea, and let's get started episode, we are going to be talking about why it's important to trust God. And in order to kind of illustrate why it's important, I'm going to be going through the book of Daniel. We're going to be in chapter three. And for the most part, we'll be covering verses eight to 30. But if you have time, definitely feel free to read the book of Daniel. It is a very short book, but it is filled with so much like beautiful testimony about really just faith and trusting God and how God can really elevate us when we humble ourselves. But let's hop right into it. I'm going to start off by reading um, verse 17 of chapter three. So verse 17 reads, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hands, O king. So to give you some backstory, like I always try to do, um, we are going to be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego today. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are all basically young, young men, you know, I would say like, I don't, I don't know exact age, but they're, they're pretty young. Anyways, they were taken captive when they were essentially like children by the Chaldean people. And so they're not like, they're not native Chaldean people. They're actually, you know, Jews that were forced into um, Chaldean capture. And they have been like raised up in the Chaldean ways and um, basically kind of almost come up in the ranks for for really lack of better words. But um, they, they've been learning the ways they've learned to write, you know, speak the, the language. And they've actually like, um, become a, a part of like the king's, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what they call the king's like people who report to him, but they've become a part of that group of people. Nonetheless, although they have, you know, been taught the Chaldean ways, they still believe in God. You know, they have not lost their faith. Their faith has not wavered. And so when the king's men who are basically jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they realize like, you know, these people are moving up. The king, you know, has like, seems to have favors towards them. Um, and what can we do to basically like bring them down a peg? That's really what this was all about. So they convinced the king, which didn't take much convincing, <laughs> to basically erect this image, um, this gold image of himself and to have like, um, I think they said what was it's called like harps and, and different. Um, so the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and s- several other music would play. And every time this music would play, everyone who could hear the music is supposed to bow down to the gold image or whatever direction this gold image is in and praise the king. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was like, uh-uh, we, we're not praising the king's um statue because we believe in God and the God we serve, we don't praise false idols and that's a false idol. So we're not doing it. And obviously, you know, the King's men who were jealous of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they knew that they weren't going to bend down. So that was kind of the whole point of this, right? So they tell the King like, Hey, they're not bowing down. You know, they, they, they refuse to do it. And the King calls them 
you know, calls him up and is like, hey, what's going on? Like, you need to bow down. So he gets them in front of in front of them when the horn and this and all the music goes off. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are like, you know what? Um, you can do whatever you want to do, but the God we serve, we're not gonna bow down. So so do what you gotta do, but we're not gonna bow down, King. And they were basically like, you know, our God, he will either deliver us or he won't. But either way, we, we won't bow down to that because we don't believe in that. <laughs> and so the king is, he's livid. He's bad. He is eating. He's like, all right. Okay. So that's how you want to play it. All right, then. So he tells his men to, to heat up the furnace and to make it seven times hotter than it would normally be. And so the king's men, they do it. They listen, they heat up the furnace. They, um, they get ready to like put um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in there. And one of them gets burnt to death, like trying to put them in there. Yeah. So that's how hot it was. So anyways, they put them in the, um, in the fiery furnace. And while they're in there, they see another person in there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, an angel. It's an angel in there. Right. <laughs> so so they, 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 they put them in there. They're like, okay, what, like, where did this fourth person come from? Why is there a fourth person in there? We only put three of them in there. So they take them out and they're unsinged. Literally not, not one piece of their clothes is frayed. Their hair is not frayed. They don't even smell like fire. They don't smell like they've been near anything that's been burned. Like they are in perfect health. And the king was like, you know what? Whatever God y'all serve, I need to be following him. <laughs> like y'all God is the real God. Um, and so now this is actually verse 28, by the way, that I'm referring to. So Nebuchadnezzar, who is the king, he's like, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angels and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their body rather than serve and worship any God except their own. And so in verse 29, he says, therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb in their house laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. And then um, on verse 30, just just because I got to just throw it in there. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So all of that just for them to still get promoted <laughs> and go through all of that for, I mean, just really forgot to prove how great of a guy he is quite as kept. But I wanted to bring attention to the word trusted in this verse. Uh, I'm sorry, in this overall chapter, right? Um, and it's trusted... And from the Strong's definition, it's um, H7365. Trusted means to attend upon, to set one's trust on. I'm not even going to try to say the <laughs> Hebrew word. But I wanted to bring attention to trusted because everything about what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that their trust was in God. They did not waver in their faith because of what culture or the world said, or even the king said, they were like, no, we're going to put our, our trust in God. And we would rather lose our life than to not follow his word and do as his commandment tells us to do. And I, 
that's some faith. Like that is some some next level faith that I feel like we can all learn from even today. Like <laughs> uh, everything about that just speaks so much volumes about the amount of faith that they had in God. And we're not talking about people who were, you know, raised up in the church. They've always been in the church. Like these men have been taken from their home. They're, they're not in their normal environment, but they have managed to keep God's word with them. And so that, that also to me just kind of speaks another level of, of how truly faithful God has been to them and spoken to them, even though they have been basically put into this new society, new culture, um, and being raised up in these different ways that are not like the ways that they were originally raised in, but still somehow they remain true to, to what they believed. So that also says a lot about their character in general. But just to take it to like, you know, some real world day-to-day things, I really had, I feel like my most faithful moment this year, 2022, since I'm, you know, of course, preparing in advance, was most definitely when I lost my job. (laughs) As silly as that sounds, um, just having that, you know, obviously, you know, you get in like your situation to where you're stable and things are going well and you're in your routine and, you know, who wouldn't be grateful for that, right? Very much so. But losing my job and then basically just feeling like, having that moment of feeling like, oh, you know, all of my norms just went out of the window. I don't know, you know, where the next check is coming from, all of those things. And instead of just dwelling in that, just saying, you know what, God got me. God got me. One of the silly things, and this is just my personality, (laughs) that I started saying when it happened was, my life is yours and I know you're not going to let your life be a mess. So I was like, li- like literally, that's what I would tell myself. Like when I could not, when I wanted to just lose it and have a fit and, and break down, like I would just keep telling myself that like, you're not, Lord, I know you're not going to let your life be a mess. I know you're not going to let your life be a mess. So like that gave me so much peace in all of the moments of what could have been honestly chaos, but weren't. I I keep saying they were chaos, but they really weren't. Like it was very, a very calm situation. Um, You can watch the testimony video on my channel, but I I literally, the day I found out that I lost my job and that, you know, basically I was going to be out of a job in two weeks. I already had a message in my inbox from a recruiter, which is the recruiter who got me the job that I'm at now. So sometimes I think, and the chaotic moments and the moments that seem to make absolute no sense to where you should really be panicking, you should be freaking out. If you just stop yourself for a moment, <laughs> let yourself have some quiet. Don't pick up the phone and call whoever it is that you would call. Instead, just have a moment, a quiet moment with God and put your trust in him. I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. I know sometimes it is just unnatural, but Sometimes people will do us a disservice. A lot of times people will do us a disservice. We we don't, it's great that we have, you know, the relationships that we have, but we have to prioritize our relationship with God. And sometimes that means separating ourselves from the people that we care about, that we lean on so that we can lean into God more. And that was not even written down for me to say that today. So thank you, Holy Spirit. But... <laughs> 
If you are having a moment of anxiousness, of worry, of just what in the world am I going to do? I want to remind you of the verse um, from Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 to 31, which reads, And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. I'm going to go to 31 just because I have to. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? 32. For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Shouldn't like that verse has given me peace over the, the last few years of just knowing that, like, He takes care of the lilies, and there's a beautiful song. I think it's Jaira says it, but um, He takes care of the lilies and the fields and the animals, and so why would you think that He wouldn't take care of you? That in itself just brings me so much peace. So there's so many beautiful examples in the word of how and why we should trust the Lord. But I want to push you that in those difficult situations, instead of calling a friend, instead of calling a family member, instead of calling your spouse, to call on the Lord. Take a moment, pray to him, trust in him, know that he only wants the best for you. And that if you use this circumstance, this challenge, this issue that it will, it can, and it will forge a better relationship between you and God. Use that time, use the difficulty, use it to fuel you, your relationship closer with God. Use it to strengthen that relationship, to build a deeper bond, to go further, to hear the spirit a little bit louder. Um, take, take those situations and let them fuel you forward. Um, that is one of the things that has really helped me to grow spiritually. And I really believe that it's how we all can grow spiritually is if we use difficult things and allow it to grow and push us closer to the Lord instead of moving us away from it. Because a lot of times when we go through difficult circumstances, we tend to move away from God because it's like we want to separate ourselves or we think we need to like get some space from him or we don't want to bring him in our mess. But like, no, he's already there. He already knows. (laughs) So go ahead and pull closer to him and allow him to help you to overcome, to show you, you know, ways to continue to grow and go deeper in him despite whatever is going on because he wants to be there for us. So, of course, um I did want to leave you with the two strategies that I did use during the time of like losing my job and the main one was just to continue to ask God for his will um and to trust him you know, to trust what his word says, to stand on his word during prayer. And um, the second one was, I just continued to pray verses and to claim victory. Despite what things looked like in front of me, what I could see in real life, I continued to claim victory. And my husband will tell you, he was like, you've never been like this before. You have not complained. Like you've been so confident this whole time. And he was like, I don't even know how you're doing it right now. (laughs) Like literally he was like, I don't, I don't even know how you're doing it right now. Like, I've never seen you like this. And I was like, it is literally nothing but God. 
quite literally, it, it it was nothing but God just pushing me closer towards him. And I feel like everything about that situation was just a, a way for me to get closer to God. Um, and so just continue to claim victory, despite what you might be seeing in the natural. <laughs> continue to claim victory. Continue to look for words to stand on in your prayer and continue to believe that his word is truth because it is. And of course, I've gone longer than I planned to, but I'm going to go ahead and close this out today with a short little affirmation. <clears throat> I serve the most high God. I trust my God. I am your child, Father God, and I know you will never leave or forsake me. And although I may be in the fire right now, I know you will bring me out unsinged. I just want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you will take a minute to share this with a friend, either on social media or maybe even text. And if they don't have, you know, Apple podcast or whatever podcasting service, you can also send them the YouTube link as a quick way to share um, today's word. But as always, you guys, I hope you guys stay blessed. Be safe. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.